Welcome to this week's GG Weekend Watch, guys. Myself, Andrew Mount, I'm very, very pleased to say that Daryl Carter has returned uh, after being poorly. He still isn't 100%, guys, so we're going to just try and get through this as, as quick as we can because we want him on the pod uh, this week. He's got a very sore throat as well, so uh, he'll do the best he can. So uh, welcome back to Daryl. Uh, guys have been in good form as well this week uh, at Goodwood, close Glorious Goodwood. Um, Andrew and Daryl have given us a couple of winners Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so they've been doing well all at prices as well. Uh, as always, thank you to SBK for the kind sponsorship of this video. Uh, we'll be covering Glorious Goodwood, Newmarket and anything else for us to look out for as well. The guys will give us. Um, as always, uh, we'll start with uh, the Goodwood card, the 120. That's a seven furlong class two handicap. And I'm sure neither of you are surprised that I'm sticking with good old spirit of Bermuda. They really seem to have sweetened her up, don't they? Fancied her uh, last time out. She's three from seven now. Love the way she went about things at Newmarket. Didn't do too much as well, so the handicapper uh, couldn't be hard on her. So just nudged up two pounds. So uh, spirit of Bermuda would be where I'd, I'd be sticking in that 120. Um, Andrew, do you want to start us off? Yeah, couldn't put you off Spirit of Bermuda. Um, done really well since dro you know dropped back to seven furlongs. Four runs in his career at this trip. Three wins and a seventh. Uh, that defeat coming in group company, so you can draw a line through that. Sorry, her career, I should say, not his. Um, so she, she's best on good or faster ground. If it continues to dry out, she'll have a squeak. She, she's drawn wide. That's not been a problem at Goodwood this week. Um, but she is, tends to race up with the pace. That has been a problem. It's been very, very difficult to make the running, particularly on the round course. So uh, yeah. there are other pace angles out wide. Uh, there's two I'm going to put up against her. One is uh, Uda Lally for um, Andrew Balding. Disappointed at Chester last time. Um, when they had, when um, they, uh, the stewards pulled them in, and sort of said, "Oh, you know, what, why did, um, why do you run so badly?" And it was like, well, um, they didn't offer any explanation. Well, the explanation was obvious. You had the worst of the draw in stall eight of eight, and um, you tried to come from off the pace at Chester, which was uh, very difficult to do. So I draw a line through that, and. Um, Seven furlong record away from Ascot is four wins a second, and that Chester eighth from six starts. It doesn't even seem to like Ascot, but this track's going to suit. And I, I thought um, Udalali had a good chance around about 10 to 1. And the other one was Farasi Lane, another one who's a real seven furlong expert and also likes right handed tracks. Um, yeah. Seven furlongs in this direction third, first, second by a short head, and first. Uh, both defeats came here, but I say one of them was by a short head. The other one was um, by a well-handicapped winner who uh, whose mark shot up from 71 to 86 shortly afterwards. So uh, Udo Lally and Farazi Lane against the field for me. Okay. Um, they are currently, at the time of recording, about 10 to 1 Udo Lally, I think, and Farazi. Um, eights or nines, tens, something like that. So they're both um, not far off double figures. And Daryl, you're back. What do you fancy first? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm going to try and keep it pretty simple here. I look Quintilius at the top of the market. Uh, I thought the run after a girl operation at Ascot last time behind Pro was was excellent. Uh, a lot of people saying that he didn't stay the trip. I, I'm not entirely sure that's the case. I think William Buick gave him a poor ride, really. He was sort of holding on to him, holding on to him, not wanting to hit the front too soon. Uh, and Pro just came from behind him and just got first run on him. Uh, and, and I think William Buick panicked a little bit and asked Quintilius to all a bit too quickly. Um, he stuck on really well, got a really nice attitude, um, was only beating the length. Uh, that was his first run after a Gerald operation. I thought that was a hell of a run. I thought he was going to take a big step forward from that. He did offer plenty of promises as a two-year-old when he beat Run, run to Freedom at Kempton. Yeah. Um, that performance was, was really eye-catching. He went down to my notebook after that. 
Um, and, and then went out of Chelmsford behind Fundamentals, turned out to be a pretty smart horse, had who did Ali in behind that time. Um, but Sandane just went a bit wayward. I can see why they gelded him. Um, I, I definitely think he's got more to come. Tell you, he's won this race before. I, I don't think there's too many horses in here that's got the scope for improvement to go on to perhaps be group horses in the future. Uh, whereas I think Quintilius might well have that sort of scope about him. So, um, yeah, I'm going to stick with a favourite for the first. Okay. Uh, made it easy for you there with <laughs> four options. Uh, Quintilis, Spirited Bermuda, and then the, the bigger <coughs> prize horses for Ross, Lane, Delali. So that's in that 120 at Goodwood. Uh, the 150 is that um, Stewart's Cup Consolation race. I was at Newcastle. Um, this is Friday recording this, and I was there on Thursday, and the Easterbees were telling me that they think this music society has an absolute super solid chance. Um, it's been in such um, good health this season, and manages to run off a four-pound lower mark, uh, then went only going down by, I think it was a neck or a nose or something like that. Um, so really fancy that one um, to get the head in front again. I think Alan McCain has been doing really well as regards riding this horse, but I wouldn't say it's a negative Cam Hardy taking over, just a bit more experience and, you know, had a lot more years of, of riding. So that's Music Society in that 155. But, Daryl, do you want to start us in the uh, second Goodwood? Yeah, I quite like um, Royal Scimitar for this. I thought um, he ran a belter at, at Newmarket last time, dropped back to six furlongs for the first for the first time since his debut run. Um I can't really believe they've been trying to run him over a mile. They're trying to turn him into a miler. He's not. He's definitely a sprinter. Um, at Newmarket last time, he did the best of those on this near side track. First five home, he was the only one to finish in the first five home on this side of the track. The sixth was three lengths behind him, and that was the, when the deal is done, who came out and dropped back five fellows and won a Goodwood handicap yesterday. Um, yeah. I think the Royal Scimitar's got plenty more to come. I think there's... the Stiff six furlongs just sort of catches him out of Newmarket. I think this easy six, a good one, really seems good effect. Um, he's only had he's only had the two runs over six furlongs. But the first one, if you go back to his debut run at Newmarket at Newbury, it's just it's just absolutely rock solid. Beat Lauren of the Partridge right at 111. Beat Alku Mate, is what was back and forth. Beat Mubshar back in eighth. These all hundred horses. Um, now I know he's running. Um, Slightly out of the handicap, I think, because I think he's due to go down a couple of pounds. Um, but he gets five pounds weight allowance. Um, he's just so unexposed over the trip. There's so much more to come, whereas a lot of these are just uh, exposed to the nines. You sort of, it's a who whose turn is it to win now? You know what I mean? In, in these yeah. sort of races, whereas Royal Scimitar, Sunny third start, cheap pieces on. Clive Cox knows how to win with sprinters. Um, I, I think he's got a massive chance. He's going to be my nap of the day, actually, Royal Scimitar. Oh, very good. Well, I hope you're wrong, obviously, because I fancy music society, but maybe not being as you've been not very well. It'd be nice to have a winning nap. <laughs> um, Andrew? Yeah, music society, you've got to use his full name, the luckless music society, because he yeah. just got chinned again last time out at uh, York. Uh, been running really well. So uh, again, stall two, though, is that going to be any good? Um, the going stick still says that the ground is better on the stand side, favouring high numbers uh, at uh, on the straight course at Goodwood. There's not a lot of pace in this race either, bizarrely, for a huge field ha um, handicap. It's probably going to come from Mr. Wagyu for install 17, or who will come more towards the stand side. Now, I've got five or like um, Royal Scimitar I put up as a bet in my column, 40 to 1 into 28s in that new market race. Uh, beat the rest on the stand side, as Daryl said, easily just got chinned. I was absolutely gutted. That was only his second six furlong run. 
and since that Newbury debut win, so he's open to masses of improvement as a sprinter. Store five, going towards that far side. If, if that's not a problem, I think he'll go well. Embor is interesting for Ruth Carr, who won this a couple of years ago with Poyle Vinny. Um, this one's got the cheek pieces on for the first time. When they won this with Poyle Vinny, they put the cheek pieces back on for the first time in over a year. Poyle Vinny to... was those same colours as well. That's right, same owner. Yeah. And... Um, the last time this one ran over course and distance, albeit for Richard Hannon, uh, got beaten a nose off a mark of 95 and runs off 89 here. So looks very well handicapped. Ran in the main um, in, the, in the Stewart's Cup itself in 2019, finished 11th, was drawn on the wrong side, didn't do badly in the circumstances. So Embor, Embauer, um, Stall 9 again might be tricky. Treacherous, uh, another one, won this last year, only £3 higher, ran a cracker against the pace bias at Lingfield on the all-weather last time. Favoured those who were up with the front, uh, up, up at the front end, and uh, only only beaten a couple of lengths into sixth. Um, but the the two main ones, I think, based on the draw, Mister Wagyu, our old friend, who goes well at this time of year. He's a June July horse. It's great, you know, we're, we're oh. right right at the end of that period, July the thirty first, um, and he's he's won twelve of his twenty five starts in June and July. Um, and, he, and he's the pace angle down the middle of the track. And in, when he was beaten, the 13 times he was beaten in June or July, he's only once finished out the first six. Um, so, you know, all these extra concession places are going to, uh, you know, and if again, if he gets a soft lead, Mr. Wagyu could um, go really well here. And the other one, Staxton, who ran behind Music Society, a stablemate of that one, finishing fourth in the, um, the, Stewart's Cup, the uh, Scottish Stewards Cup at Hamilton last time. Um, tends to go well at this time of year. Drawn in stall 23. So he uh, was ridden patiently last time. Can press the pace. So if they ride Staxton more forward, I thought that one would have a squeak as well. So Royal Scimitar, yes, um, of those drawn low. Mr. Wagyu and Staxton of those drawn high, I think, my three from those five. But I I've bet all five. And um, it could be a very expensive race for me, this one. <laughs> all very good. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, there's... Yeah, plenty of options there. Obviously, Mr. Wagyu, we talked a lot about on this podcast. Treacherous as well was last year's winner of the race. So that one we oppose is. So uh, loads of options there um, for you. Uh, that's that 155. Uh, talking of Daryl's nap, my nap comes up in the next. The 230 at Goodwood, uh, the summer handicap and urban artist. Um, really interesting. I thought I was su surprised that they didn't go for the Lily Langtree. I'm glad they didn't because, of course, this is a much, much easier option. Um, in a handicap, goes back up in trip. I think a bit of juice as well in the ground suits her. She's won at Goodwood before. Um, the handicapper, not much, but relenting a little bit, giving her a bit of a chance, dropped a couple of pounds. And I just thought looked uh, super each way value um, in that 230. So that'd be Urban Artist. Obviously, as it's an app, I hope it doesn't place and it wins, of course, but <laughs> would take anything. Um, uh, Andrew, do you want to start? Yeah, um, it's tricky with Urban Artist because he's made the running the last twice, but um, when the last time Ocean Murphy rode him, he was on again this time. Uh, was ridden patiently when finishing second at Bath in Listed Company. And again, um, Mark Johnson's not doing particularly well this week. The only horse he's won with at the time of uh, recording was uh, Quada, who came from off the pace rather than making the running like he did at Newmarket when I you feel like you've got I feel like you've got beef with girls this week because you know that this is another one that's a she and not a he. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> well, again, Quada, bless her. Um, if, so, I, if, I, if I wasn't so sensitive about it, I wouldn't say... <laughs> 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 I can't imagine you being sensitive about anything, Leona. Now, Quada uh, made the run when, when bombing out at Newmarket a couple of runs ago and uh, resented being taken on for the lead. Ridden patiently on Thursday, uh, won well. 
Mark Johnson handicappers, you can normally back blind at this meeting, but most of them go from the front. But those tactics haven't been ideal at Goodwood, yeah. uh, whether it's the ground, whether it's because um, we've had headwinds on, on a couple of days as well. The forecast um, for, for a really um, sort of strong headwind for the start of the meeting on Friday. So um, my, my normal go-to in this race would be looking at Hockfeld, looking at the trader, looking at the Mark Johnson runners, but I'm just really struggling to side with them given their, that they're likely to be prominent. Uh, another angle as well with Nuit St. George, the favourite, um, you know, he could be up there as well. So I'm just thinking, you know, they're going to set this up for a closer, um, you know, maybe on to victory, Alan King, given the way his horses are usually ridden, um, chilly from the back. Uh, I'll put him up as the tentative each way pick, but it's not a race that uh, I particularly like, to be honest. Okay. Well, let's hope I'm right then, if you don't like anything. Um, Daryl? <clears throat> um, yeah, rhythmic intent for, for me. Uh, I, I think this horse has definitely been a, it's, it's a stayer in the making, and I, I don't understand why they keep messing me around with trips, really. Um, it would come return from a 52-day break last night at Sandown. I thought he was really eye-catching over a mile and a quarter. It, it's just not got the pace for a mile and a quarter. He's staying on really strongly at the death. Uh, behind Macram, um, that that those are some solid form, form lines through Macram, um, but again, staying on at the, at the death, um, you can forgive his York run uh, when he was beating 136 lengths prior to that behind Ilarab. But uh, again, prior to that, he was over a mile and a quarter, over a mile, over a mile and a half. He was just touched off by by onto victory at, at Doncaster, but um, was held up in the rear of the field, and it just didn't really get the pace to really aim at. This horse is just been crying out for a, a really strongly run mile six um, uh, just to use his stamina to real good effect. The last time he had it, he was staying on behind Yukon Glen in the old Borough Cup at Haydock, but he got no clear run um, coming down the home straight and uh, he finished quite nicely uh, and just didn't reach the leaders. Obviously, Yukon Glen has gone on and done wonders since Dark Jedi's higher in the handicap um, and a few horses in behind are ahead of... Um, Rhythmic intent in the market today, lots of future investment, etc. So I just, I just think this horse has been crying out for for a um, for a really strongly run uh, mile six handicap and uh, form things in July when he enters the end of July and into August. He's recorded three wins, a four for the third. Um, I think this is the time of year to catch rhythmic intent. I think there's more to come off a of mark of ninety six. I like the booking of Jim Crowley and finally he's running over the correct trip. Uh, and should get a really strong pace to aim at, I thought. So, uh, yeah, rhythmic intent, I thought, would go really well. Double-figure price. Okay. Yeah, currently, I think, about 12 to 1. So, at the time of recording, uh, on to victory for Andrew. Tentative is about 10s. Urban Artist, about 12s. Uh, and rhythmic intent, about 14s, 12s, something like that. So, all really good each-way value. Um, if you want to side with any of us in that summer handicap. Um, on to the aforementioned Lily Langtree. Group 2 race for fillies and mares. Um, the current favourite uh, at the moment, wonderful tonight. Obviously, Rain will, will be a real positive for her. And it's uh, Daryl's favourite trainer to pronounce this, David Manoussier, whose yard <laughs> uh, continue in super form, Daryl. Yeah, um, I, I didn't want to spend too much time on this race, to be honest with you. I thought wonderful tonight would take a hell of a lot of beating. I think yeah. this is a, a really, really nice progressive horse. Um, I thought the Ascot run on seasonal turn in the Hardwick was was unexpected for connections for her, for her to go and win that. But uh, the turn of foot she showed that day against some some half-decent horses, you know, there's some rock-solid form in that Hardwick Stakes. Uh, Looks at Hookham, who's come out and won since. Broom's come out and won. Um, I think she's a, she's a real, real top-class horse. And uh, 
I, I think this division has been really crying out for, for a wonderful tonight and um, there's not a chance in how I'd get involved in uh, trying taking her on, that's for sure. Yeah, it's nice that we've kind of got a substantial enough field, I thought, Andrew, but she does look the, ve you know, the very obvious one, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean, she, she is indeed very hard to beat, as Daryl says, but the, the good thing for punters is this has got a nice each-way shape to it yeah. since we don't get too many non-runners and uh, I'll put up a Macaui for uh, David O'Mara. Um, now, I thought it was too soft for her at uh, Haydock last time when she was only seventh of the nine runners. But you look at her Goodwood form, she's only had two runs here, first and um, a second by a nose or a short head, I think it was. I think coming back to this track is going to suit her. Um, she's got the patient style that's likely to be favoured. And, um, you know, it's, she's kind of horse. They'll probably ride her for a place thinking that we can't beat the can't beat the good thing. But, you know, we'll sit or hold on to her, hold on to her and come through and try and pick up some play, some place money. So, uh, yeah, Macaui each way for me. Around about 22 to 1, I think. Yeah, I've got uh, 20s, I think, 22s. Um, of course, Danny Tape already had a good Goodwood and um, had a winner there the other day. Um, that's the Lily Langtree then. We've then got the Stewards Cup race, the 340, always ridiculously hard to, to work out. Um, Andrew talked about draw. Again, it makes it difficult because you often don't know till close to the time, do you? So um, I'm going to put up at a huge price in this. I thought Astilio is going to oh, spring back at some point. Um, this horse used to be trained by Ed Crisford, was rated seven, eight, nine pounds higher <laughs> um, than now. Um, I think Paul Mudge, they've been running this horse over five furlongs, which doesn't suit. He can be keen, though, in his races. So I just wonder whether they've dropped him back to five, let him have a couple of nice spins, not too keen, dropped a bit in the handicap, up to six, and will absolutely outrun his odds. And because I heard a big, massive sigh from Daryl, <laughs> I assume he likes Ostilio as well. Make that three. I do. I, God, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, oh, no way. Three, I do. I, and I thought, do you know what? I yeah. thought... I thought stall one was actually going to be beneficial to him because I, I think a lot of his wins, apart well, from his uh, Britannia... Well, off by saying no low draws. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, but he's a bit of a weirdo, isn't he, Ostilio? And, yeah. um, I, I, I thought, me. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought getting over to that rail, getting over to that rail on his own uh, would, would really help him. Because um, yeah. th a lot of his wins have come in small fields. I know he did win, a, was it the Britannia or something? He did win a long time ago. But um, uh, since then, a lot of his wins have come in small fields. I'm not sure he's too claustrophobic or not. I thought stall one would be perfect for him, get over to that uh, go over to that far route. And I just didn't, wouldn't think he'd stop. I thought five furlongs was too short. I thought the run yeah. prior, uh, his penultimate start at Newcastle, I thought was really eye-catching behind yeah, Cashman Prince on the five furlongs. No, I, and, he, and, he, and he finished with plenty of running left there. Um, yeah. And I thought up to six furlongs next time. They didn't. They ran him at Ascot over five furlongs again. He slightly slowly away. They tried to hold on to him. Luke Morris tried to hold on to him in the rear of the field. And then just gave him far too much to do. Weaving in and out, weaving in and out of horses. And I, I thought that was another eye-catching run. And I thought, got, get him back up to six. Get him back up to Or get him up to six. I thought seven, he's, he's been too keen for seven. Over five, I just don't think he's quite got the toe for five. And I just thought the middle trip of six, I thought would really, really help him. Out and um, I think he's got plenty more to come. Uh, Mark of 100, I think he's just working his way back into form. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of Luke Morris, as everybody knows, but uh, I just thought there was a lot to like about us. So, yeah, it's massive prize. He's outside of the field. This is a, gr a group winner and a listed winner, you know, over all the way over seven and a mile. But six furlongs, I think it's spot on for him here. Um, I think he'll just keep rolling down that route. 
And I don't you're, think it's going to win. You're preaching to the converted. Yeah, I think it's going to win. I do. I think it's going to win. Uh, do you think we'll ever agree, all three of us, on a 66 to 1 horse? <laughs> Again, <laughs> well, 50 to 1 now. The 66 went this morning when I thought. 50 oh, then. On. That'll do. I'll take when 50. I, when I thought, oh, hang on a minute. Storm 1, this is a horse who goes from the front uh, when successful, hasn't been running from the front recently, well handicapped as a result. His last four wins have come when he's been drawn like, you know, widest of all, still six and six, four or four, nine and nine, five or five. And you could argue that he needs a small field, rightly so, but he's going to get one effectively because they'll yeah. split they'll split into two or three groups. I mean, the, the, the false rail came down on Thursday. So really, I mean, the, the very low right up against that far side rail hasn't really been explored. And you can't have everything when you're backing horses at 50 to 1, 60, 60 to 1. There's got to be a reason. There's going to be something that's, you know, a yeah. slight doubt, whether it's you know, the jockey, the ground or, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so you've got to take the chance. I mean, you know, gun, gun to my head, I think the, the, uh, the winner will come from probably a higher draw. But, I mean, again, you just made me laugh when you mentioned this, Dilio, because I've got, you know... Um, you know, head to head to far rail, head to far rail, and make all question marks sixty six to one too big on my notes. So uh, yeah, yeah. We're all singing from the same industry. Not going to be my um, you know main play in the race. Um, I, I think there's obviously yeah, goes without saying. You know, um, others with better chances. Uh, but it's, the the pace split is interesting in this race. You've got Punchbowl Flyer and Major Jumbo drawn three and four. No pace at all until you get down to store twenty four and Miras. Uh, Mark Johnson. Now, Miras is interesting because he ran really well in the Scottish Stewards Cup, making the running when they set it up for the closers. Comanche Falls, the winner, Music Society, the second, um, and then uh, Staxton, the fourth, all came from off the pace. Miras did really well that day to um, you know finish third. Uh, sorry, Mr. Wagyu was third, best of the front runners, and then uh, Miras was the second best of the front runners. Um, so you could get like Punchbowl Flyer, Major Jumbo, Stilio on the near side. Be interesting what happens there. Punchbowl Flyer would have been a great bet on soft or heavy going. I don't think he's ever lost over six furlongs on, on soft or heavy. As soon as you start getting good to soft, good in places, as it, as it is now with a bit of rain forecast, probably a shade too quick for him. But if, if the heavens do open, he'd have a squeak. Um, but the one I'm going to side with is Edge to Love on the far side stall um, 25. Uh, I was going to say for Ian Williams, but he's changed yards since his last run. He's on a hat-trick. He's, he rocked up for Charlie Fellows in the same ownership, so I'm not sure what the story is there. I uh, hope it's not falling out. I hope it's because someone's offered the you know the owner uh, a big chunk of money for him, and he's you know having one swan song in his colours in this race. Yes. He's, had th- he's had three goes at six furlongs. He's won all three of them, and he's entered in the um, the Group One uh, Haydock Sprint Cup in September. So I think someone somewhere thinks this horse is a, a potential group-winning sprinter, and we often see that in this this, this race. You know that that's what you need—a you know, a group a group-class horse and a handicap. So um, yeah, we've got one, Ostilio. Well, maybe, but yeah. um, I mean, I, I've bet Ostilio <coughs> if it goes proper soft or heavy. I'll bet Punchbowl Flyer. Miras, I, I like on the far side, uh, given that uh, Stewart's, uh, Scottish Stewards Cup run, but Edge to Lab is the main play here, around about twelve to one. Okay, what is the forecast range now? Uh, yeah, I've just I've just looked at it, and it's it's kind of like two or three mil each day, Friday and Saturday on on one site I'm looking at. So, um, I mean, they're calling it is it good good to soft in places or the other way around so far? Yeah. So it's it's going to be quite very very windy on Friday. Um, so you know, it, it could if they do, if they don't get much rain, it could be good. I don't think it's going to be any worse than sort of you know good to soft um, by Saturday. But obviously, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, always obviously relevant that the rain with the ground. And I, I say it every week. So if you do watch every week, I don't mean to bore you. Uh, do make sure you check out yeah. the guys' own social medias and the updated GG because if loads of rain comes or doesn't, selections could change and will change. Um, anything else in any of the other Goodwood races? Uh, no, not for me, Leon. Not, not oh. for me as yet, no. Okay, uh, on to Newmarket we go then. Uh, the 210, a Phillies Nursery Class 2. We talked about Mark Johnson a bit earlier. He's got a couple in here and he was last year's winning trainer uh, with Vasily Carter. Um, I thought Cashew may be the overprized horse in this field, especially, obviously, George Bowie's got an excellent record uh, with juveniles as a new-ish trainer, hasn't he? So um, any thoughts on Cashew, Andrew? Yeah, um, could be a tough nut to crack. Probably. Oh, no. Um, no, uh, I, I thought... I um, wish I never asked. <laughs> I thought the drop back to six furlongs was going to help. Uh, after seven was no good last time. But I do worry uh, about the ground. She needs rain, I think. She seems to like it softer. So uh, she was impressive, impressive at Haydock, I thought, when she won that um, was it nursery on soft ground. So yeah. if, if the rain comes, she's, she's one of several you can give a chance to. Um, the draw is going to be interesting here. The stalls are on the far side, but at Newmarket last week, those who came closer to the near side rail seem to join advantage. With 12 runners, I'm hoping that uh, Lethally Lovely from stall two uh, will come across and uh, try to make it down the near side. Uh, Rosa Mystica from stall one wouldn't be out of it either. Uh, you mentioned Mark Johnson. He, he's bidding for a third straight win in this race. He had the dead heater in 2019 as well. And uh, Elard or Elaid, um, stall 10 on the far side, um, was best of the prominent races when third at Musselboro last time. Um, they, they went really hard up front that day, set it up for the closers. And it uh, looks like she's going to drop out the back of the telly in third. And then she's gone again, looking like she needs um, you know, to go six furlongs again. So, uh, and, and again, you, you look at her record um, below group level on good or faster ground or the all-weather, first, first, second by a head, and that muscle for a third over a trip that was too sharp. So if it stays dry, certainly like Elard. Uh, um, but, you know, lethally lovely, um, good run out to Nottingham last time after winning that Leicester Cellar and uh, bumping into a Mick Shannon horse, who, um, a trainer who targets the race, that that Nottingham nursery. So I don't, don't think that was any disgrace. But yeah, hopefully lethally lovely can come across to the near side and uh, make the running. OK, uh, Daryl? Uh, I'm going to use my cow, Jeff Free card on this because I actually didn't have this on my list so uh, i didn't actually study this race at all so i don't want to give you a load of old rubbish um, not to worry but uh, okay. yeah so yeah, yeah pretty accomplished. <laughs> okay um if daryl does fancy anything towards the off of the race i'm sure he'll post it and you'll get to see that anyway so that's that two at ten um at newmarket sorry about andrew's terrible joke it's my fault <laughs> into that one um, the 245 is the other new market race, the Chalice Stakes again for Phillies and Mares, but this is a listed race. Um, we'll start with Andrew again. I thought this was a really difficult race to weigh up, as in I actually really like this race, but I had no idea where to start. Because um, I liked Save the Forest, but whether she was just not as good as she looked to start with, or then we've got loads of horses who've also been in great recent winning form. Yeah, and a lot of these like to go from the front as well. So we, we could see, um, you know, I mean, generally speaking, at Newmarket on the July course, this sort of trip I, I quite like, you know, low-drawn prominent racers who are going to get on that rail and get rolling. A bit like Communique, Mark Johnson's uh, runner, who you know, is 
run some really good races here. But you look at this, you've got pacing stalls, one, two, three, four, and five potentially as well. So Saver Forest comes from off the pace, which will help. But I do worry about the first time cheek pieces. This is a big negative stat for Roger Varian runners. Uh, only around about an 8% strike rate, eight winners from 97. Now, based on the prices of those 97 runners, the expected win rate was over 15. So he's massively underperforms when he sticks cheek pieces on one of his minus 66 odd pounds to a one pound level stake. So I'm going to go with another potential hold-up horse, and that's Invite, um, who's um, switched from the Marco Botti yard to that of Andrew Balding, which I thought was a potential trainer upgrade. And it just looks like he's going to, uh, she's going to have the race run to suit here. So uh, I, I'm going to go Invite and uh, hope the first-time cheap pieces proves a negative for the favourite Saver Forest. Okay, yeah, very difficult race. Um, Daryl? Yeah, this is a belter of a race. Uh, I thought Save the Forest actually did... The, the, I do like this horse, but I, I thought she was a non-stayer in the Oaks. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I just, I, it's strange because prior to that at Lingfield, I thought, oh, she's going to appreciate the extra furlong in the Oaks and, uh, you know, she's going to she's gonna see the trip out really well. But I didn't actually think she, she saw it out at all, to be honest with you. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't a fastly run race either. So I'd have a slight question mark over this stiff uh, mile and a half for, for Save the Save Forest at the moment. Um Lots of the, there's lots of these to like, isn't there? There's lots to like about. Uh, Sayada has got a great attitude. I, I really loved the attitude when beaten by Starlight last time at Newmarket. I thought sh she's a horse that's just going to keep improving. I think, and uh, she's got a real good attitude. It would take a good one to pass her. I, I, she's where my pin came down. But there were, the form lines for a lot of these, are, we're not too sure whether they're reliable or not at the moment. Um, yeah. So. I thought Salsada at a big price had a chance. Now, Salsada is an absolute nuisance. Um, doesn't go in, in the stalls. So, but when she does, she's got some really nice, strong form lines with lots of wondrous words. Um, Charmaid in a listed uh, race at Doncaster when she was last seen running. Now, she's been off for a while, but that Doncaster run behind Charmaid is the strongest piece of form on offer in this race. She's 20-odd yeah. to one. Um, if she goes has in... Has one fresh in the past. Has one fresh in the past. She's improving... Um, she's just very quirky. I think she holds the strongest form lines in this race. Um, I think she's the best horse in this race. If she goes in the stall, she's definitely not a 20 to 1 chance. It, it, you know, if we put her best hoof forward, if you like. Um, yeah. So I was sort of torn between the, the attitude of Sayada, which I like for Charlie Appleby, but the, the proven form lines, if you like, through Salsada. Um, given the prices, I'm going I'm to go with Salsada, actually. Uh, yeah. But uh, this is this is a good race. This is a good race to follow, I think. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, I just wondered, Daryl, there, with you saying, you know, it's about Save the Forest. That's why I wondered whether sometimes if horses, it's when they're stepping up in grade, they're going against better horses, they look like they're staying on, and you think, oh, they want further. You step them up further, then they don't stay. And is it just that yeah. they're just not good enough for that quality of race, maybe? Yeah, perhaps it's the level, isn't it? It's the level when it, a lot of horses look like they want to step up and trip until they get up to a... Uh, there's so many horses that run over a that that can run over a mile, but only at a certain level. Once you step them up into yeah. a group company or something, you realise they want seven furlongs because they're just not. They don't but see it out as strongly as a lot of other horses. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe that's, that's the case with Saber Forest. Quality. Yeah, it could be just a case that that was just a it was just a below par effort, and that she definitely does want you know to, to, to go up for this sort of trip. Time will tell, but I don't really want to be taking seven to two about the top of the market, especially when the form lines are very. Um, for me, they're very. Uh, uh, unreliable at that present time, so I'll, I'll definitely take rather take a chance on Salsada at twenty to one if she goes in the stalls. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, and that's it for the scheduled races. Anything for Newmarket or the races? 
no, not for new market. Got a couple of um, things uh, elsewhere. If um, you, you want to any other new market things Harold? elsewhere, uh, no, none other than the new market. Okay, go on then, thanks. Andrew. Fire away. Um, yeah, in uh, Galway, I've not had a better Galway this week, but I, I might put up a morph speed in the 420. This is the gl- most glamorous race title of the week, the uh, the Galway Shopping Centre Handicap. Um, <laughs> now, um, morph speed was one that I, I wrote up uh, in the weekend or a few runs back. Um, finished third at Cork from stall 17 as the 13 to 8 favourite when coming from off the pace down the middle of the track. Winner and second were prominent from stalls three and two. He's yeah. then gone and, gone and won his next two races, sort of uh, mile and a half, mile five. And then we've not seen him for about six or seven weeks. He's then rocked up in a mile race at um, Nace the other day. You think, well, he can't possibly win that. You know, you know, this looks like an obvious prep for um, you know for Galway in that um, you know mile and a half race, and uh, that's what it looks like here. The the downside is stall eighteen, though he is a hold up horse, and you know we've had three of the last four winners come from off the pace in this race. So hopefully there's a strong pace and morph speed can come down the outside under Chris Hayes and do them all. Uh, the other one is half interesting at a big price, 25 to 1, Babaretta in the 402 at Doncaster on Saturday. Um, first run for Julie Camacho. She does well with horses. She takes over from other yards. And uh, this one's speed figures um, will make him competitive in this uh, in this grade. And uh, uh, you know, I, I thought 25 to 1 was a, a bit of a risk given how well um, you know, she does with stable switches. So, yeah, Baba Reps are in the 402, but more interesting is Morph Speed in that 420 at Galway. Do you have any idea what price Morph Speed will be? Uh, I don't. Um, Me so, neither. Yes. <laughs> so I was, I was... <laughs> let's, I let's, make our, let's make our own price up. Yeah, well, we probably get we probably get told off that we're doing that sometimes anyway. Um, okay, no price on more speed then. Sorry, at the moment, uh, Barbaretta is the outsider of the entire field at about twenty five to one, huge price. Um, Daryl, anything anywhere else for you, please? Uh, Three thirty Doncaster straight from Moose. Um, Got to surely finally get ahead back in front now. Back at Doncaster, <laughs> off a mark at ninety five. Four hammer hands and takes off three pounds. Uh, effectively, only. Um, only two pounds higher than when beating three quarters of length by Johnny Drama at uh, York last time in the John Smith Cup. That race normally works out well every year. Uh, yep. It looks the best handicap horse in the race, so uh, yeah, straight off a moose. Um, and then I thought Popmaster in the 402 at Doncaster uh, against Andy Selection. I thought Popmaster is, um, is due to get his head in front. Uh, Mark at 90, up two pounds from finishing half length off Black Rod at Newmarket in a race that's going to work out really well because Royal Scimitar's going to win on Saturday. Uh, so I'd want to follow that form line. Popmaster should uh, go well, round 10 to 3, I think, at Doncaster. 100 to 30. Yeah, Popmaster. 10 is to 3, goodness me. 100 to 30. <laughs> New youngsters. In that um, 402. Um, that's it then, I think. If that's, uh, you've not got anything else, guys, naps, please. Oh, I'm going to go eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Edge to lab in the Stewart's Cup. 340, good one. What a hard race to nap in. Okay, Daryl? Ostilio, 66 to 1. You can't, you can't <laughs> have to, are you going to nap Ostilio? <laughs> Why not? I, I think he's got a massive chance. A bigger price. If Ostilio wins and you have it as your nap, I'm going to be furious. Um, mine is Urban Artist in the summer handicap, so... <laughs> Okay, uh, thanks very much for watching. As always, uh, do check out gg.co.uk for all those um, race cards as well. The guys will do more videos and tips. They always have their daily um, columns as well. So there might be more tips. They might be, they sometimes change their mind as well. I know the ground changed a lot with Andrew's 
Uh, so we did change some of his selections in recent weeks. So do just be aware of that. If you know if you don't want to back anything early in case they change, that's fine. Um, yeah, hope you've enjoyed the video this week, and we'll see you again next week, hopefully. Uh, after loads of winners. <laughs>